Okay, here we go, good people. Love Talk All right. Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. An international poetry group that continues to grow in terms of stature and acclaim is the Poetry Global Network. Tonight, I am joined by members of the executive board, Lauren Bulatow, Mark Fishbein, Martin Gray, Lacan, and Finn. Welcome all to the program. Welcome. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm quite excited. I want to learn everything there is to know about the Poetry Global Network, also known as PGN. Who'd like to start and tell me something? Someone tell me something. I'm excited. We're all excited. I'd love to take that spot. <laughs> all right. Lacan. Yes. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. As we would say always in PGN, uh, because we span around the globe and we'd love to pay homage to the different time zones. Uh, PGN started in 2021 as as a company, but first and foremost as a, as a family of poets um, all around the world. And we wanted to found a platform that is inclusive, open, and forward-looking. Um, and we wanted to fill in the gaps between the spaces and the challenges that we Is everyone there? We're all here. Uh, I think uh, uh, Lacan might have lost internet. Yeah, Lacan disappeared. Okay. Uh, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. 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 I'm all right. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> As my audience knows, when, you, when you're dealing with international concerns, there are technical problems all the time, but that's okay. We're still here together. Lacan, start yeah. over again. Okay. So uh, PGN was founded in 2021. And it is a company of poets, but at the same time, it is a family of kindred spirits where we founded something that was inclusive, open, and forward-looking. And we wanted to fill in the gaps um, in the poetry world where you know, people always find themselves, well, alone. And we... Uh, celebrated that uniqueness in each of us. And we created events, um, workshops, masterclasses, and, um, and even worked with different poetry festivals to reach out to people and tell them your words matter. 
and with this wonderful, crazy bunch of people, uh, we we uh, created something that was different, something that was refreshing, and we created bonds as well uh, with each other and with others, other poets and listeners and poetry lovers. So yeah, we are online and also apparently more recently in person as well. <laughs> very, very nice, very nice. Where are you calling in from? Tell us. I uh, I am calling across the ocean. <laughs> I'm calling from Manila, Filipinas, right. or in English, the Philippines. Wow. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Please share some more. Any one of you, tell us more. Well, in in, in what retrospect? And just share with us anything else you'd like to share about the organization. As we continue um, to flesh it out. Well, we uh, we have poets from different countries, and we uh, we uh, we even have um, writing prompts inside our organization, trying to really encourage other people, even ourselves. And we grow from that. You can see it actually in our. We have something called the backroom chat, <laughs> where where we don't right. just share poems, where we 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 share stories with each other, photos, what we eat, you know, where we go, and I think that is what poetry is it's about experiences and yes. making other people live in them as well yes. and through them. You know, for me, it's always important to find out more about the the human component, the way people mm. operate, the way they grow and learn together and champion the cause of poetry. That's what's always critical to me. So thank you. I'd like to now turn it over to your group for the evening. Sure. I wanted to add one or two things, if I may, while we're waiting. Um, yes. Michael? Uh, the, yes. The, PGN uh, is also now publishing. We put out our first uh, our first anthology, which was uh, basically amongst our members, 14 or 15 of our members. And now we're publishing um, poets that we found, uh, first-time poets who have never published before. And that's going to be part of our mission as well. We do uh, a Sunday morning uh, affair every Sunday, whether it's an open mic or a workshop or uh, – something we call the Poetry Cafe, in which we discuss publishing and poetry. Our workshops discuss a huge variety of issues from very technical issues that poets are concerned with, like enjambments or reviews of their poems, to open, um, to open discussions uh, about other aspects of poetry. So Sunday is kind of our time, but we also do a lot of other events uh, in between. And we've been partnering with a lot of uh, international festivals. We were at Singapore, Nottingham, we're going to be in Chicago for fusion events, events that are both live and uh, on screen with members from the uh, global poetry community. So that's part of what, that's just part of what we're doing. There's a lot of activities going on. Sounds like an exciting time. Anyone else before we begin? Anyone else would like to share anything? Oh, uh, yes, please, if I may. So, yes, please. So, um, so one thing that, um, one of the real things behind what we're trying to do is make poetry more accessible kind of what we're saying about inclusive and open so um so for example before the pandemic you know i i live in a city where there's quite a big quite a big poetry online online community so 
it was always quite easy for me just to say get down to a physical event but then for most of the world that's not the case there might not be any local poetry nights or it might be prohibitive or if you've got say additional physical needs for example you might find it difficult um, to get down and one thing that poetry going online has really done has meant that you don't need a long journey or a difficult journey or an expensive journey or anything like that as long as you've got a stable enough internet connection to connect into a zoom room then an entire world of poetry becomes accessible to you and that's when there's a world of poetry why not form a global network to try and connect that together because then everyone everyone is part of the uplift as a result of that and then that variety of voices from around the world just makes poetry so much better and so much more interesting and just so much more variety to it. Yes. Martin, where are you calling in from, sir? Uh, from the UK, from Nottingham. All right, all right. I'm Robin Hood. All right, all right. I'd like to hear from Lauren, just, just a little bit, Lauren, just some of your views, and all, as well as Fee, I want everyone to be introduced this way. All right. Just your thoughts about oh, the organization. Sure. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, hi, Michael. Thanks for having us. Um, Hello. Uh, yeah. So, how do you say? Uh, I've been I've been you know with Poetry Global Network since pretty much since it started. So, uh, we've always taken pride in trying to come up with fresh and interesting platforms for. For poets to flourish, you know, not necessarily just to perform, but also to be able to polish their craft, to be able to uh, ask for feedback, uh, which is a very precious thing, as you might imagine. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, stuff like that, really. And the the joy, uh, the the pressure is yeah, is equal to the joy uh, that that we feel. Yeah. All, All right. right. All right. Where are you calling it from? From Manila. From Manila as well. All right. All right. Finn, yes. bring us home. Talk to us, Finn. Good evening, everybody. Um, so uh, it is so wonderful. Thank you for so much, Michael, for inviting yes. us all. And I am so happy that you brought up the the human element of it, um, because I have to say, this does not always apply to every organization or every company, but in this case, it worked really well that we are all friends here. We all started out as friends. I met Lacan first in the summer of 2020, and he had introduced me to Martin, to Mark, and to Lawin. Um, and I think that additional bond of having um, a, a really strong friendship helps us to um, create together as well as um, when it comes to, you know, things, obviously there are things that you debate about or you discuss. We're able to discuss it um, in a way knowing that we have that connection, you know, that, that is, that's still that's still stable, and we're able to resolve things um, and, and, and talk out things um, in just a beautiful fashion. So I thought it Very was nice. really important to, yeah. <laughs> All right. And where are you calling it from, Finn? 
the San Francisco Bay Area. All right. All right. All right. And Mark is in Chicago. All right. All right. All right, everyone. This show is yours. Yeah, I could I could start uh, with a, a poem that celebrates my time zone right now. <laughs> and this is this poem comes from from the sea. I wrote it on the beach. Well, I was also well celebrating the morning <laughs> that day, and it is morning here, and it is actually 8 a.m. which is available on Amazon.com. And the title of this poem is Beyond 8 a.m. Coffee lay still on the offer to fill itself. More than the lid can tip my jaw to quicken the steps of fulfillment. Respect can also count the amount of effort to make a home from ground up. My mouth knows patience, like brewing every batch to catch the turn like a filter as my hand says, no, not just yet. It knows when it's enough. Greed can burn the beans like an overbrew of a desire. Everything has a limit. I know the smoke intimately, like a lover is due to be loved with the right temperature. Temper can spoil the palate. I hold my finger secret. Held like a pensive to sieve. Love knows how to wait. Between moments of letting go of too much ego, the aroma will converse with you. Deeper than the scent of pride. Be humble when you listen to the water. Boiling better than an anger of an excuse to consume. With the ignorance of an alibi, I don't get too excited beyond frustrations of drinking. Less is It'll come soon. It's just not ready. Yeah. No matter how much I want, I'll take my time to let it steep the steep bliss. Preparing coffee is an art I never rush to create. Restraint flows with compassion in a passion from stirring the pauses of respect on a process in finding out every sip is different. Gulp is an experience. 
unique to a pouring memory, to a constant consistency of being found and finding found in every cup of coffee. Maraming salamat. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Lakan. Thanks, Lakan. Thank Mm. thank you for coffee. That was gorgeous, Lakan. (laughs) Powerful. (laughs) I drink that coffee. (laughs) As they say in the Philippines, (laughs) coffee that can cause a revolution. Uh, Love will always cause revolution. (laughs) Lakan, Lakan, why don't you call on somebody to read next, and we'll all do the same. Oh, I hope this will not um, show favoritism. (laughs) But (laughs) but hey, we have to choose just like in life, everyday life. So I would love to call for my lighthouse, my parola, (laughs) Sinbel. Thanks so much, Lacan. (laughs) So, um... Mark asked us to bring poems on relationships. Um, I had a few that I wanted to share, um, but I will, I'll start with this one and let me know if um, I have time for another one. But the first one is basically about being in that part of your relationship where it's less on the romance and more on the monotony and you know you just have to find the joy in it I guess Um, maybe so this is called my bones rattle in this cold under the weight of a love possible because baby we haven't even begun but already we are crumbling though in ten years you will claim We haven't changed our tune since that winter of 2011, but I know better. Did you see what I did there? Are you still following or did you dance and disappear like the steam on my radiator, darling? We play at transforming into a we and watch as that reality trembles. I sometimes wonder If stardust and magic can be a real thing like romantic people often say it is, as you lean your oven-hot body against mine, and I gather up my skirts all of a sudden to pull you up, urge you to pick daisies with me in the dead of winter and make them into crowns. We toast them on dollar store lighters and say that we feast every day like queens. In this future, I see sooner in my head, lightheaded. I watch our loathing crawl underneath our skin. Do you see it too, babe? I think my hallucinations like to watch premonition lessons that come because isn't that what harder and leaner call for? A sacrifice. You belch and scratch in front of the flicker of the telly. My hair color leeches away in disgust. 
simply by looking at you. Our dreams on injured legs, not wings, still we dance, a broken dance, an old dance that we don't quite remember all the steps to, but we are compelled to reenact. Our fond memories of the heat of our youth. When did they begin to puncture and release smoke? Let us vow to stay together now, lover, until an eternity, or at least until only our skin and bones remain to burn. Until our words are buried alongside the passionate oaths that we swore when we were something else, not this. When we still wanted this you before we lost all our cares. Thank you. Mm. I felt the dollar star lighter. Voice. Thanks, Finn. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. Then mm. I think you can read your second poll if you want. Is it a little bit shorter? Um, it's a little meandering. Do we do we really want to do that? It's up to you. <laughs> it might be slightly long. Um, folks, what do you what do you say? Everybody, group, group opinion. Uh, well, we never turn down a Finn poem, as far as I know. But the, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll try to I'll try to go through this one somewhat somewhat quickly. Um, so another thing on relationships. Um, I had a good relationship with my mother and um, honestly didn't realize it, um, unfortunately, until after she passed away. Um, She had dementia and the quickness of that dementia, the onset of it was quick. um, So it didn't leave much time to say goodbyes or say much of anything. Um, So this is the end of my, you know, corporeal uh, relationship with my mom. It's called Loving What Remains. You no longer live in that house, but a presence, a likeness wants to linger on. It can no longer understand the limitations of walls, the expanse between bedroom and front door, the miles and miles between country of past and present. Old faces are familiar ones from childhood, those who have passed on. You remembered me today, but only for a moment, and then I regress before your eyes, adult, child, infant. I live in the house next door. You insist upon it, and it seems to make you feel happy, secure. The people you see visit me now, They are here. You can count them sitting, observing on boxes and molded corners, ready to walk across the ceiling. But they won't leave when you want them to leave. We all left. Not far, but places are interchangeable and time can move forward and backward easily. But on a slippery track that is infinite, it always finds itself at a dead end. You remembered me today. Because you had to urgently call me to tell me 
There's a cemetery next door now and a body that is silent. And I try to speak, to speak, to speak the words that will reach you and make sense to you somewhere where you exist, present, lucid. When suddenly you still appear to be sitting there, but I sense you are being carried far away on that rolling, endless track again, through rooms we have not seen in decades, to recollection you must find solace in. I listen patiently now. Even when your sentences peter out and you ask me why I called, what we were talking about, can I call you later? My brother is at the door. He is coming to pick me up in the pretty house next door. I hope, my hope, I cling to it for my own. I know well it is an illusion. Your thoughts perch upon that track and they race away each time I reach for them. But there is no mercy that this farce rewinds the creeping of decline. I am in denial as I chase after them one moment longer. Thank you. Mm. I've not heard that one in a while, Finn. I've forgotten how beautiful that was. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Martin. Mm. That means a lot. Thank you. Mm. Okay. So, Finn, uh, choose uh, one of our other XCOM members. Okay. Um, I, I would love, I would love for Lawin to go next, please. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes, Mahon, are you are you there? Are you on are, are you on mute? Um, you might be having some Hi. problems. Then. Yeah, maybe we can uh, switch around. Right. I suppose. Right. Yes, I think Absolutely. the call dropped. Okay. The call, oh, the call dropped. Uh-oh. And hopefully you'll be able Uh-oh. to call back in. Okay. All right. But please continue. All right. I'll look. Um, I'll look. I'll take care. May, may I call upon my my buddy from Nottingham? <laughs> you Martin. absolutely can. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay. It'll be a pleasure to uh, read for this excellent podcast. Absolutely, so more than happy to. Um, so yeah, I'll so I'll do my first one. Um, I always make a little joke on this, which is actually true that this is my most requested poem. And what I mean by that is that somebody requested it once. Um, And it's about my granddad and it's about being a kid and it's about fish and chips, which I guess if anyone kind of thinks of UK food, they might just think of fish and chips, very warm and wholesome. Fish, chips, bread and butter and a cigarette. The bus went twice a week back then. A return ticket to Hollywood from a stop by the village well long since succumbed to a housing development that seemed so modern at the time. 
So Chippy often got him telling me stories from his youth, bold and retold memories, deep fried in my hungry naivety. Him and his friends, they'd wait for ages sometimes. They had to get to the bus stop early, stare down the road in the hope it hadn't passed already, and if they were lucky, they'd catch the coal merchant's bored horse skulking off alone again, or the rag and bone men looking for a bargain. A far cry from the far-flung cinematic worlds of sharp suits and femme fatales awaiting them after the town centre chippy, a fortnightly tale of his little speciality of fish, chips bread and butter and a cigarette in my still warm fish i taste his story as if the crunch of teeth on batter could take him back to the bus with me where the bright-eyed stars of an old man's tail made him 15 again as it all unveiled him his friends and i would munch away on sustenance served in yesterday's smudged out headlines He'd be as black and white and mid-Atlantic spoken as the movies he saw in between the removable letters above the foyer door and the black dots flashing every 15 minutes to change the reel once more. I'd ask him all the questions I never thought to ask him at the time with both our lives ahead of us instead of only mine. Over fish, chips, bread and butter and a cigarette. His factory working, water fetching, vegetable picking ways, Sundays to Fridays, alternate Saturdays, left him just enough for the bus, food and matinees. But still less than the pocket money, not paying for my still warm fish, served in paper so plain it became the canvas for stories lost between then and those days. My still warm chips, the bee feature to a bit of time with the hymn I never knew. Because even with the world at my fingertips, I can't access a place where no history exists. And without those stories, I would never understand the younger days of the elderly man who bought me still warm fish and chips all those years ago. When he ate before movies with pre-war naivety. Unaware that smoking causes cancer and that some would soon be conscripted forever from fish, chips, bread and butter, and a cigarette. Yeah, it uh, always makes me hungry um, reading that one, but it's, um, it's amazing those little connections you form between food and people and memories and things like that. Yeah. Do, do I have time for just a short one as well? Absolutely, I think. Perfect. So I think as well, you know, we can have, um, you know, obviously strong relationships, connections with people that are here, but I think especially people that aren't. And I know that some cultures, some people are better at talking about the departed uh, than others. And certainly the UK can still be quite kind of stiff upper lips about it. And so this is very easy for memories of people to get lost when people are a bit unwilling to talk about things and so this is called museum bulging bags in dingy basements unsafely stow exhibits i collected from our best abiding attempts at glories carefully numbered catalogued 
cross-referenced with our future plans and traded little stories. I'd miss trying not to miss you. But in my bright rooms of empty displays, I build your legacies on sorrow. While my ever-silent audio guides talk in depth about the yesterdays, you find a way to weave in my tomorrow. I'd miss trying not to miss you. But I curate my ripped-up info cards in a cordoned-off exhibit hall of artefacts reimagined from within, slowly losing you and me until I admit the entropy of our eternal spin. I'd miss trying not to miss you. Lowen is back. Gorgeous, Martin. Lowen is back. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank. Oh. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Martin. Great. Great performance and poem. Well, well yeah. thank you. You always give a, gl- a glimpse into your into your life when you when you share your poems. <clears throat> thank you for that. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. It's um, I really appreciate that, and it's you know obviously that's the thing we always try our best to show the best we can. So I'm really glad when that comes across so so thank you um oh. i think as lowen's just rejoined give him a moment so i would say uh mark uh please oh, okay all right oh sure well okay thank you and um you know those kind of internet problems uh, don't happen actually that frequently we we're online so often but when they do happen they happen in bundles so i'm sure we'll all be back um, so I, I chose three aspects of, um, of relationships. Uh, I'm, um, I'm the baby boomer in the group here. So I have some stuff that goes back. Uh, these are three different takes, uh, a romantic take, uh, from an old poem, a, a cynical take and a realistic, uh, take. Uh, the first is a romantic take, an old sonnet, Skiathos, which is an island in Greece. We lay naked on the Isle of Caresses as the full moon rose with luminescence, filling the horizon of the Mediterranean like a giant globe of phosphorescence. With the scent of sweet secretions, we lifted a conch from the moistened sand to hear hear seas from the Grecian past as a cloud of foam fell in our hands. What manner of goddess in this gifted shell spoke as perfume for desire? We were young and knew only the swell of undulations from the tide. Oh, do not ask, just take, said the whisper within. When you are in love, take all there is. This is a poem about um, a cynical poem sort of, on hearing about the breakup. Why do I say sorry it didn't work out when I never met the gal or guy? Look, he was a bum, okay? He had tattoos all the wrong. She was a bitch, okay? She took your wallet to the races. Should I say I'm sorry for your loss, like a pet has died or a tooth gone bad? Does it matter Found and lost, or lost and found? Does it matter sunrise to sunset, or dusk to dawn? Is the tide low then high, or high then low? I've heard enough. I'm not sorry. Sorry implies regret. 
which becomes the sayudaj, the sad nostalgia of desire. She loved me, he loved me not. Who gives a fuck? You rode the wave and landed on the shore. But oh, my battered friend, thy heart layeth shattered. What's a friend for and what for a friend? Sorry for the breakup again and again. This last poem uh, is about, uh, as Finn was discussing in relationships, I met my wife in a protest rally against the war in Vietnam. So you can imagine we're married sometime. This poem is called After the Argument. After the argument, we are neither in love nor out. Complacency is fragile between old partners who spend nights together, who spend nights in hushed bitterness, out resentments from the triteness of growing old. Since we're destined to do just that, so old it doesn't matter who is sharper, who is more sober, who snores the louder. Occasionally we imagine the room with the silence of one of us dead, anticipating the emptiness of regrets. Now we need more sleep, more time to eat, more time to sit and be alone, while days become absorbed in years. Maybe we are wired not to live long, to cherish life which should be brief, not become overripe with acid taste, stumbling on words without purpose, weary for the lost romances of youth. After the argument, we apologize. It was about spilt milk or forgotten chores. We let compassion be our sacred bed as we see each other and not look away. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mark. And thank All right. you. Can everyone hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yep. We can, can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to All now right. introduce... So, uh, my friend from, from from Manila as well, Lawan, are you there? Lawan, are you back Yes, in? I am, Mark. There thank you go. You. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank I you, am. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Okay, uh, three takes on it. English. Uh, as a language, you know how. Um, yes, it's second nature to a whole lot of a whole lot of us. Okay, but we fail to realize, or sometimes we forget that it's actually a, it's also an instrument of oppression, okay, um, and of dissension and of division. And uh, that this is let's establish. The English you put on your English doesn't make your English any less English than the English spoken by the English. Yes, languages may fly flags, but their job as a tongue is more to bind and less to find the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Or have we forgot? Have we let our ambition for differentiation overcome our desire for communion? I hope not. Let's not let language be an oppressor. Rather, let it be a liberator. Oh, a key to unlock 
opportunity, unity, creativity, a bridge to fill the cavity of understanding. Am I being too demanding? Am I just dreaming, fantasizing, obsessing pointlessly? I'd prefer that to policing grammar endlessly. The slip of a tongue, the trip of an accent, the dance of a nuance is no sin, no crime, deserving jail time, sentence of doom or ridicule in a classroom. Every year, every year, new words migrate from street to dictionary. The way languages expand is extraordinary. Fantasmatizing in its stupendability. No, God damn it, that's not a word right now. But one day, it might be. So that's English. All right. Uh, and uh, you want to talk about relationships. Yeah. Then we have to talk about, we, we have to talk about, well, romance and, and sensuality and stuff like that. And, uh, well, this is into the perigean. The waves of us crest and crash on this once upon a bed. Our storm-tossed hearts, frantic vessels seeking arbor and stretch of arms, splay of legs, spray of sweat, flash of hair. Crags of hips come to grips with clench of lips. Who knows where north is and who cares anyway? It's you I want to be true to. We are shipwreck and desert island. We are Robinson Crusoe's treasure and Blackbeard's trove. And yours, the only cove I long to plunder. Pull me under. Sing that song again. The one that drowned a thousand sailors. The one that revealed Atlantis. Let me be Poseidon and possess you for the space of a few whale breaths at least. Let's hide in Davy Jones's locker. Let the Kraken envy our feast. Let the tides watch helplessly. The swell of us would float the ark of both Noah and the covenant. Bring us ashore finally, breathless. Hold my hand as we find land again here on this happy shambles, this once upon a bed. And let's close off with this. This is the word according to. Once upon a time, there was the word. And the word was made flesh and bone, blood and salt. And sea became you and me. The word was a bridge, not a wall. A bridge spanning divides to connect us all. Then there was the fall. And in the rubble of Babel, the word changed from prophet to warden, turned our songs and poems into life sentences, judgments, labels, burdens, caveats, loopholes, escape clauses, stress. Overtime, overdrive, with no pauses or space or time to process. The word drove nails into our wings and spears into our sides became the cross we bore and still bear on a mountain range of Calvaries, an endless horizon of agonies, but never forget. Once upon a time, there was the word. And as we weave and weld it in the image of our dearest hopes and deepest dreams, as we cobble it from the scabs and scraps and shrapnel of our days, this I promise you, once upon a time will be upon us once again. Thank you very much. Mm. <clears throat>
Very nice, Lois. <laughs> Powerful stuff, Lois. Mm. Wonderful set. Some of my favorites among your poems. Thank you. Thank you. That was fantastic. Are you still Thanks, in the middle of your program? Let me know because I, I'm, I've got a bunch of questions to ask you. So please, uh, please tell me. Oh, we're good. 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 We're all of you. I mean, it's just, it's just fantastic. And I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm too old to do that. But I do have some questions, and I had an opportunity to generate some while I was listening. What I'd like to know first is, what do you think makes PGN different from other organizations? groups? What stands out? What makes it different? Well, I'll jump in on that one, Michael. Um, All right. And one one of the big differentiators is the fact that we don't we don't model each other. All right. We we support each other's gift. We support each other's craft, but we we don't we don't give praise where it is not earned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyone else? What makes you unique? Different. Part of the broad scale that we that we offer uh, for poets in our community. Uh, I'm part of a, a a part of PGN is the Poetry Academy, to which uh, they have made me the chancellor. I suppose due to my um, oh, <laughs> due, due to my aging due to my aging experience, and what and what the academy does as well as PGN is offer uh, such a huge variety of, 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 of very interesting events under one roof. We have both wonderful workshops, which go deeply into individual poets, translators, and all sorts of really good subjects that poets are interested in, where we, uh, we offer an uh, open mic and we, off- and we partner in events. I have an event of Planet Poetry 28 I do monthly. Most of, most of us have our own individual events that we run as well, but we're all connected to. And so just the, the mass of, of diff, and our publishing, so just the mass of our, of our engagement makes us a little different than most groups who, who are just meeting on a Tuesday night for a poetry uh, open mic or like that. Anyone else? What makes you stand out? Why would I want to join PG? I would say it's um, like like PGN, whilst being organized, is also quite experimental in the sense that it very much lets the poet voice be exactly what it wants to be. So in, say, in, say, Bottoms Up or Open Mic, for example, it isn't like a case of every poet gets five minutes. It's very much whoever comes, comes. You take a shot. You maybe take another shot later on. It's very much a kind of what, you know, very much kind of whatever happens, happens um, kind of event. So it very much encourages that spontaneity and that that experimentation rather than giving a more fixed, um, you have five minutes, you have four minutes, you have two poems or whatever it is that some of the platforms um, do more. Your group started doing the 
pandemic or right after the pandemic. What were some of the key challenges that you faced in terms of organizing? Um, well, if no one's taking in, uh, I'll just suggest a couple of things. Uh, one is money. Yes. It costs money to incorporate and costs money to do stuff. And uh, we're trying to do it on the fly. Uh, we poets are not, unfortunately, hedge fund owners and all the rest. So we're, we're carrying on like that. But we got through that. And you can do it on the, you can do it on the fly to some extent. Uh, that was one of the big, that was one of the challenges. And the second is just getting through all the, um, I mean, there is a lot of poetry events happening uh, through uh, Eventbrite and all the various other ones. And it's trying to get your, finding your community, because there are so many, so many different poetry communities, and trying to find some type of connection with those that make sense to make connections with. It's the biggest challenge, I would think. Okay. Right. Right. Anyone else, as you think about your beginnings? You're fully fledged now, but in your beginning, in the other challenge. Yes, I'm sorry. I think in our first year, um, what we were trying to seek was um, how to effectively serve our community by filling in gaps. So in the first year, um, if you were to go back and look at things that we did, um, we brought in three new innovative programs that were online um, that you could find on YouTube. Um, And it, it, it addressed things that we felt the community needed at the time, Martin was doing a poetry news show, which I've never heard of before. Um, it, it, it had such a, a great demand, a great feedback to it, interesting conversations, um, interesting things that the community could uh, absorb and consume, you know, within one sitting, just like watching, you know, your, your news show, your morning news show. Um, Lawin, um, among other people, Mark as well, they had a uh, something called Poets React, which was um, a, a program where they listened to both up-and-coming contemporary poets as well as more traditional poets, and they, they had an honest discussion about it, you know, no no holds barred, no frills, you know, just honest talk about, about the craft and about the message. Um, and finally, I'm still very proud about this. This is, a, you know, a, a peak of my... Um, my tenure here with, with the Poetry Global Network was um, having a program where I got to meet po- poets from different walks of life. And much like you, Michael, I was interviewing them. Um, and that was yes. unbelievably gratifying, unbelievably gratifying uh, t- to my own craft to learn from these people. Um, so, yeah, that's, 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 that, was, that was us at the beginning. <laughs> it, I think it, it coalesced really well in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it, 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 it coalesced. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's very much um, a lot of what a lot of what we've done, and especially what we did in the beginning, it was founded on this idea of wouldn't it be cool if, and it was essentially trying loads of different things and seeing seeing what people liked and seeing seeing what stuck and seeing what it naturally. Um, evolved to so I mean we've um, everyone certainly um, everyone here on this call everyone in our in the executive board and there are so many other people um, in our group in our back room so many people 
more behind the scenes or co-host co-hosting or whatever and between us between us we've got a lot of experience of different kinds of poetry and different kinds of events and some people have books etc etc and it was just great to just just have that complete that complete wash of ideas and just going yeah wouldn't it be cool if and generally speaking it is and you know some things stick and some things don't but it's always it's always fun to try things and we we very much try to retain that idea as we go through into further ideas and into the publishing etc so so yeah wouldn't it be cool if is quite a good pro- approach to life in general and especially poetry yes i agree i agree mm. in terms of the poetic devices techniques what have some of the workshops focused on so far? Oh, um, well, I've been doing most of the workshops, and some of them are actual just workshops, of course, with poets putting poems and poems, poets discuss it. Uh, but we've had, like, you know, over the last 15, everything from special uh, with uh, scholars of Rumi and, uh, and translators uh, reading Arabic poetry and discussing modern Arabic poetry and mysticism, Things as wild as that to to uh, workshop on Rilke, a workshop on revising your work, on enjambment uh, in poetry, on various types of forms like the Ghazal. We've had experts come in from various communities. Uh, how to perform poetry on um, tips by great performers of poetry uh, on uh, online on Zoom uh, was a, was a really great workshop. Just like that, with a lot of different uh, ideas that come up by all means. Yeah, and um, and 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 oh, go ahead. What was the? How can I finish this? Uh, this question. I'm sorry, Michael. Yeah, no, no, I'm listening. Anything? I'm listening. No, I'm listening. Yes. All right. All right. Very nice. No, so Thank anyway, you. Yeah, so we're part, we're part <laughs> of our, our nice. vision anyway. I'll, I'll finish up I'm part of our vision anyway. So what we, we're up to and what and all the rest is we hope. Look, if, 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 as they say about the lottery, if you're not in the game, you can't you can't win. And the same thing with publishing. Uh, we, we hope one day to, to become City Lights or, you know, a Shakespeare and Company and, you know, publish something which is amazing. Uh, and we have some amazing poets we're, we're looking at, but that's just a process. And it's a wonderful process to be part of the publishing scene as well. So, uh, and, and, so combina- and, and, and so that answers your, your workshops and as well as our publishing as well. Right. Okay. We live in a, in a world where so much is happening. So much is happening. I mean, I think I asked Mark this question. There's the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the different. How do you see the role of poets reflecting on the social political climate that we're currently in? And how do you view poets being able to influence positive change? I'll give you an opportunity to think about that. <laughs> we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Hi, can we hear each other?
Hello, everyone. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with the executive board of the PGN Poetry Global Network. I gave you 60 seconds to answer a question that it probably takes a million years to answer. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? The role of a poet in modern day society. How do we how do we influence change? Positive change. Hmm. So I'm I'm happy to cut in on this if if that's okay. Yes. 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 So I think poets have an essential role in making a positive difference um, to the world and especially the current state of the world. And I think the reason for that is if you boil down a lot of the essence of good poetry, it's the ability to put words in a different way or an unusual way and certainly a way that uh, certainly a way that can cut through a lot of static and a lot of arguing and a lot of difficulty. And so... Um, it's amazing the ability a poet can just sum up something in a few lines that just really makes you see something from that different angle. Because I think a lot of the reason the world kind of gets into the mess it does with, you know, politics and climate or whatever, uh, whatever the multitude of terrible things happening is, is that it's the same things repeated over and over in the same ways it's the same arguments it's the same forms of hate it's the same form of people not listening to each other and to have a group of people that can have that speci that speciality in wording things in that different way to cut through it i think is essential and there's no one better for that than poets as far as i can see all right all right all right someone else talk to me please um, I can say I something. always I, used to think. Oh no, please. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I had my turn. Please, Finn, I'll go after you. All right. Uh, no, I just wanted to say something really briefly. Was that um, if you had asked me about fifteen to twenty years ago, I would have said that primarily our role is to sit back and observe and relay faithfully what we observe. Um, but in this current climate, how can we not add our voice um, effectively when we do have uh, that ability what? and that tool and what? that platform to to enact change? Um, it's very important, what? more than ever, to speak up. Uh, all right. Thank you, Finn. Someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, the, the question becomes, uh, I'm currently an M MFA student for creative writing at Columbia College. So I'm, I'm experiencing, yes. I'm experiencing uh, poetry on the college, on the university level, which is wonderful. But poetry has to live outside the university. It has to live within the people. And today, where does poetry live? And poetry lives between us uh, online. And this online mm -hmm. connection of Zoom poets that we've been meeting from all over the world and every continent is creating a, a sort of connection that's never been had before. And, and uh, poetry does matter, and it does have a way of infiltrating the culture. And yes, it's, English has become the standard language, so we're able uh, in, in, in English <clears throat> to have poets from almost all continents, from all continents who, are, who, who use English in poetry uh, fortunately for us, we would like to do more work in various languages, and we do some some of it. 
but it, of course it's uh, it's it's much more streamlined. Do everything in English, and the world and the world of poetry in English is now the world. And where does it live, and how will it expand, and how will it reach the various communities of the world? Uh, is by what what we hope we're doing to help uh, promote that new change in humanity and make poetry a part of that new change in humanity, as the uh, as the online world changes humanity. And we're not yes, robots nice. either. <laughs> and we're not even robots. Lawin, <laughs> talk to me. The role of a yeah, poet in uh, modern day society. Uh, the role is what it's always been. Uh, Michael, we've always the poet has always been the revolutionary. Yeah, that hasn't right. changed. <laughs> some, of us, okay. some of us take it a little more seriously than others, but the role has always right. been the same. Okay, flesh that out for me. Don't just say it and throw it out there. The poet has always been the revolutionary. Flesh it out. Tell me a little bit more about that statement. Your belief. All right. Uh, look, we we are witnesses to all the crap that's happening around us. We are witnesses as well to the changes happening within us. You know, and uh, it's pretty much as Finn says: if if we choose to shut up, then everything dies. So it's on us to speak up. It's on us to be the voice for those who have been silent. You know, it's on us to. Uh, how, the, how does the line go? To speak to power. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Martin, tell me. Talk to me. Are you there, Martin? Oh, oh yes. Sorry. So. Sorry. But but absolutely, I think. Um, I mean, speaking to power is critical. It's that thing of kick up but don't kick down in 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 that sense and i think especially when it comes to power um i think there's this idea that power isn't listening to the voice of the people whereas in fact um power is listening very very intently to the voice of the people because it it has to it's like in order for power to maintain itself it needs the complicity of enough people and so if enough people are talking um if, if enough people are talking against that then power finds out very quickly and it's very acutely aware of it and i think on that um i think far more people like poetry than maybe actually realize they like poetry because if you think of say for example a catchy slogan or a catchy brand or um, something written on a picket line or something like that, it's very often poetic in, in the way it's formed. And I think whether people realize it or not, um, those signs, those slogans, those statements, kind of campaign slogans, whatever they are, um, do very much form that basis of social change. And very often that does come from poetry. So I think very much power is very closely listening to what the people have to say. And if people are saying that in the way that where the voice cuts through, um, I think they're paying very close attention. Right. I like that. I like that. Now here's a question for every one of you, all of you. What have you learned about yourself or your craft 
being a member of PGN. Let that marinate for a second. What have you learned about yourself or your craft being a member of PGN? Anyone can start. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think that Lacan is not has not able to get back online. Uh, it, it, okay, all us. right. Yeah. Lacan, are you here? Okay. Try that. Yeah, it's right. unfortunate that we're we're missing a, a little bit. He was our um, he's the spearhead for this uh, project and a, a very intimate part of it all. But uh, we'll okay. I'm sure like that. So we'll, we'll go carry on as as best we can. Um, uh, who would like to answer that first? Uh, I, I could say something and like that, if it's okay. Yes, please. Uh, if yeah, sure. I mean, uh, well, firstly, mm-hmm. as, you can hear, as you can hear from all the poets, they're, uh, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not myself included, I'm not sure, they're excellent performers uh, in their own yes. right. And each one performs amazingly well. So I, when I... I think I'm a better performer <laughs> than I was with, when I first entered this uh, with poetry voice and not quite sure how to read poetry. And reading poetry is quite is quite a hard thing to do. Not all good poets or great poets indeed read what on the page, the poem on the page is very different. Performance is very important today. So that's one thing that I certainly learned a lot was just the diversity of styles. Um, um, coming coming from the global community uh, of, uh, of poets has really uh, opened up a huge amount of horizons for me to try to find that sweet spot from time to time between spoken poetry and spoken uh, and performance poetry and page poetry and all that and trying to find the sweet spot between a poem being and a poem meaning and all that so yes it has helped me a lot continues to do so oh, very nice very nice Ben, talk to me. You know, honestly, when you asked that question, the first thing that occurred to me is this true statement about myself. I am the classic textbook introvert. <laughs> and oh, <okay. laughs> primarily primarily because because of PGN <laughs> and a big part because of Lacan. Um I found out that I was capable, that I could tap into this divine feminine energy and, and let my words come from within me and share it to other people. Um, prior to the pandemic, prior to, um, to starting PGN with, with these fine folks, um, my poetry was very much just written on the page, not going anywhere, wasn't going to share it with anybody, didn't think anybody needed to, to hear it. I was happy to be that poet that, um, you know, passed on to the next life <laughs> and, um, and that, that people would, would appreciate my poetry uh, posthumous. <laughs> but right. uh, no, it's, it's, that, that has been the big, the big takeaway for me that, um, that, that my voice is vital, that my voice is needed um, on, on behalf of other people who are not yet ready to speak, um, All right. to speak up. I, 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 would, I would like to be that, not that voice for them, but, for, but that springboard to allow them to continue that story. 
Finn will be my guest later this month. And Finn, the reason is because I heard you speak and you spoke with conviction. It was your voice. What you shared that struck me like thunder. And I wanted to find out more. So I was so pleased when you accepted my invitation to be a guest on my show. I'm so excited for that to come. More things to talk about. All right, about. all right. Martin, talk to us. Let me learn about yourself, my friend. Oh, uh, 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 absolutely. I think um, I've learned so much just from being just part of PGN and just being part of this um, online poetry community. And I think especially when it comes to crafting my art in a way to make it a bit more universal. Um, so obviously previous to PGN and, and, and the pandemic and poetry going online, uh, I'd be very much performing to similar groups and similar demographics in these sort of physical open mics because they were naturally very restricted um, regionally and it's you know it can be you know, like Finn I'm quite an introvert and it can be quite scary just walking into a, a room full of strangers especially yes. um, on a computer screen when you're in the middle of this kind of social detachment and it's a case of learning that confidence to uh, to, to better put yourself forward, to better present yourself, kind of put your hand up going, yeah, sure, I'll have a go, I'll, I'll do a poem. And that reinforces itself with who you meet and who you speak to and how they help you craft your art. And it just becomes this quite big um, upward spiral. So I've very much learnt the value of just just putting myself forward and putting myself into those situations that can initially feel a bit scary or uncomfortable. All right. Thank you. Lawin, talk to me. What have you learned about yourself or your craft, being a member of this organization? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the biggest gift that uh, PGN has been for me is that it's, uh, it's been a reminder that None of us are actually ever really alone. Uh, so it's it's reassuring. It's, it's the community from Yeah, we're not hearing you very well, unfortunately, Lawan. Yeah. It's breaking up quite a no. lot. Yes, but it sounded like you said that you don't need to be alone. I think I heard that. And if you yeah, uh, it, is this is this clearer now? Yes. yes, perfect. All right. I was just saying that one of the benefits of being with BGN is the reminder that uh, none of us have to go on this journey alone. Okay, and that uh, even though sometimes we we end up looking in different directions, we're always ultimately one heart. So that's wow. a cool thing. Yeah. All right. All right. Lacan, what about you, sir? <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Bad luck with Lacan, unfortunately. Wow. You know, as I'm listening to you, I want to join this group. Please do, Michael. Please join. do. <laughs> No, I'm serious because 
once once we move past the let's say the outside okay the outside of the car and look at the plushness on the inside of it, how it makes you feel. That's so important. You guys are the real deal. You're the real deal. And that's beautiful. Okay. Lacan is back. Hold on. All right. Lacan, are you there? Um, I, uh, can you hear me? Yes. 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 <laughs> What have you learned about yourself or your craft being a member of PTN? I think you know, one of the things that I learned in PGN was I can still grow. I can still learn. And I can admit that those mistakes can turn into truths. You know, that some of them can hurt and it's okay to show that pain and to show that there's a terrible part of who we are and there's nothing to be ashamed of it and accepting that and empowering and to look more inwards you know um i think poetry is not just about expressing to others but I think poetry is about talking to yourself as well conversing with with yourself because you know um, it, it's so easy to lie to oneself because nobody knows you know and, and to admit that and be human enough to feel that you can you can choose another path you know, it's, it's something that is rewarding. And to be brave enough to go to the unknown. You know, to make changes not just for others, but to, to for yourself. You know, there's this something to connect with others, but there's something also to, to open up about who we are. That's not always easy. Being vulnerable in front of others is not always an easy process. Not always easy. Well, as we move toward the close, here's my last question to you. What do you hope listeners take away from this program? It's a nice episode. Anyone? Uh, Lacan, why don't you start off if you're still with us, I hope. <laughs> so they're <I'm> going away. <laughs> <laughs> take away from this is that um, life will always be surprising and the pandemic was such a harrowing experience for for many if not most if not all of us and but in spite and despite of of that we can find silver linings and my silver lining that people can take away from from this um, from this episode is that you know sometimes you will find the most beautiful things in the dark, just like the stars. 
you only see them at night. And I found those stars that I call my family. And there's something to look forward to every single time. And do not be afraid to write, to explore, to express, but also to trust other people and listen to them as well. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was thinking about someone being a brand, a newbie in terms of poetry. Get in this group. You're brand Absolutely. new. That's important because people need to start somewhere and you want to feel safe where you start. Because that helps yeah. you helps you grow. It helps 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 you blossom as a poet if you if you're watered in the beginning. If you're taken care of and nurtured in the beginning. All right. What else would you yeah. like people to take away from this program tonight? Listeners to take away. I'll I'll go. Uh, I I think when we look at the future the future of poetry and what's going on in the world, we live in groups like ours. I mean bookstores. I mean, I don't even know if they're going to exist in 20 years. Maybe they'll be like, you know, like LP record stores or something. I would like, I would hate to think that, but uh, it's just becoming harder and harder to find poetry books in the bookstores of the United States anywhere. You can't go to a kiosk in any airport or anywhere and find poetry books. It's just not there. But it's online. It's happening more and more, and people are tuning into it online. So our experiment. Is in, in, in the poetry of the now. And so to me, that's the takeaway I hope people would get that we are where poetry lives. And, uh, you know, like that, you can join these communities and be part of poetry today. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Anyone else before we close? Oh, uh, a um, so I think, um, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really important to know that as, 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 as you've said, Mark and Nakan, that regardless of your level of experience, um, it's really important to know that you have a valid voice and that somebody, a lot of people out there will want that voice, will need that voice. Uh, uh, you know, kind of most human experience is universal and part of human experience, especially when you have something to say, is sometimes feeling that you're alone and no one else either wants to hear it or would be thinking it. But that's really not the case at all. And it's so validating to 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 find that, to find that community. And also, you know, no matter how experienced you are as a poet, as a performer, every every poet had their first gig once every poet had their first poem that they've written once and you know no matter how experienced you are we're all a beginner once so regardless of where you are on your journey that's a valid and completely fine place to be on it and when you're new you want more experienced people to welcome you when you're more experienced it's very important to welcome uh, new people in and um Hopefully we do that, and hopefully we'll keep on doing that. So, yeah, please do come down to PGN. We think it's pretty All cool. Right. All right. Lawin, you've got to share. Tell us. Um, it's, uh, thanks, Michael. Um, yes. For those, yeah, for, for those listening in, 
uh, you saying there's a lot of things in this world that will scare you, right? Or that are scary, and that's okay because you're always free to choose the brave thing. Okay, uh, make that you know whether it's about writing or just making it from this day to the next. Just choose the brave thing. You know, Lauren, yeah. you don't say much, but when you speak, you pack a punch. You pack a punch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you really that very much sums him up. Very, very you much really sums him up. Pack a punch. <laughs> very powerful. <laughs> well, mm. when, when did the group meet? <laughs> Tell us about your website and Facebook. Anyone? Uh, Finn, I think you haven't uh, been uh, your turn, perhaps. What's that? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we we are. Um, since you asked about Facebook, uh, we we yes. do post um, a lot of our updates on Facebook. Um, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, somebody please correct me um, that we are the PGN official. Um, on Facebook, um, and there you could find listings on our programs. Um, mainly, a lot of them, as of right now, have to do with the wonderful workshops that Mark offers. He um, invites such wonderful writers, and the workshops are are phenomenal. You learn a lot from them, no matter what. Um, level, you could use, really use that term, there's no level really, um, of writing or, or, or where yes. you are in your writing journey. Um, and of course, we have our wonderful, delightful Bottoms Up, which is every second and fourth Sunday of the month, which is our, uh, this is Lowen's term, more than, more open, um, more than open, open mic. I know I, I, I butchered that, but um, more open, open mic. Uh, it's, it's an open mic and more. Uh, so it's so it's art. It's welcomes every kind of art. Um, so yeah, do look us up. You know, uh, follow us on Facebook. All that beautiful stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. And your website. Just any words about your website? www.poetryglobalnetwork.com. Any words about? Because I'm sure it's very, very nice. Uh, no, so the websites today, I think, uh, Michael, are more of a calling card uh, to some okay. extent. All right. So, uh, it's, uh, and uh, we also uh, have a mailing list. Uh, we send out, I send out a, 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 an e-blast uh, every week, particularly on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, to, uh, to to several hundred poets, to, to say the least. And uh, it always just announces what's coming up next week, just so people don't have to go and hunt us out. It comes to them uh, at least once a week as well. So that's there's a, a number of ways which we reach in our community, either through Facebook or through e-blasts e, e and all the rest. All right, very nice. Well, I'd like to thank all of you. For, all right, I'd like to thank all of you for joining me. It's been an incredible hour and a half. You're great. <laughs> I really enjoy this group. I really do. Thanks. I really do. And what I plan to do, what I'd like to do, Mark, I'd like to put information on the flyers that I send out. I go out to about 150,000 people every, every, at least twice a week. Information, at least your website or your Facebook page, included with the information that I send out, if that's okay. 
We can talk about it, you know. But uh, well, no, that's something that I would like to do. Well, it's absolutely All right. okay, Mike. And, thank yes. you for, and don't we? Since we we're in a similar business as you, we understand what you do, and we yes. applaud what you do because what you do well, and you. the energy that you put into this. If you've never done it, it's it's a lot of energy, Michael, and we get it. And so yes. we're so appreciated yes. to people like yourself, uh, and we applaud you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You've been with me talk individually. Ben will be with me on the 27th, I believe, and I'd like to invite Lacan, Martin, and Lawin to join me, too, maybe in early 2024, maybe later this year. We'll see. But I want everybody <laughs> to be featured on the podcast. All right. I would love that, Michael. And, yeah, thank you yes. so much for your time today and your time to interview us as well. It's really, really appreciated. And, um, oh, you know, yes. absolutely, yeah, we'd we, 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 love to do that. So, yes, please. All right. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again. Michael, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I hope I didn't grill you too much. But the information that you shared <laughs> was excellent. I mean, the way that you're able to talk about your group, you know your group, that's important in terms of selling it. So, I mean, you did a fantastic job in that regard. Yeah, I told everybody, I told everybody Michael asks the most challenging questions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was great, though. If, and I if only give you 60 seconds. <laughs> in a short musical break. <laughs> I was thinking, if you've got a grilling, that's just as barbecue is making the best food, right? So. All right. <laughs> like All right, then. <laughs> to the listening audience, PGN, everybody, it's a place to be. And as I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night, everyone. Good night. I guess I'll hang up. Good night. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Michael. That was brilliant. Was really, really enjoyed that. Right. So, <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much Bye. for your time. Good night, Be Mike. safe out there. Thank you so Good much. Good night. Good night, yeah. everybody. Good night, John Boy. Good night, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Take care, everybody. Right. <laughs> right. Bye. Get some rest, Martin. <laughs>